0: All right, well, this is the first part of a message on the tongue. It probably is going to be about two to three weeks uh, since I'm not sure how the Holy Spirit is going to move and to lead in this. And uh, in the next one or two weeks, I'm not sure, we're going to talk about idle words and also speak to the mountain. I thought actually I was going to do speak to the mountain today, but um, the Lord changed some things so i read in an article that talked about an old gray tombstone in england that leans a little bit to the side it's on a wide hill in a churchyard and it's real windy and you have to bend over in order to read the epitaph since it has almost been blasted off the slate stone by the sand of time but if you look closely this is what you will read beneath this stone a lump of clay lays Arabella Young, who on the 24th of May began to hold her tongue. (laughs) Unfortunately, many people will not learn to hold their tongues until that day. (laughs) However, I do believe that is why there are so many scriptures on the tongue that we have that have been written to show us that personal relationship that we need with the Lord in order to hold our tongues. And someone said, in the scope of eternity, our life is but one hour. Think about that. One hour. The question is, what are you doing with that hour? This week, Fred and I, and he was starting to tell you about it, we attended that viewing that he talked to you about Jim Bob, and he had told you that there were over 4,000 people that attended just in the viewing. We don't even know how many were there at the funeral. But, I found an article, Fred doesn't know this yet, but it was on Facebook yesterday, and it was a newspaper article that was put out in the Huntington News. And it said, Junie Atta Valley Coach, I'm sorry, made everyone happy. This is at the top of the page. Made everyone happy, and that just really struck me. Part of this says, and you have to bear with me because I'm not into football or any of this, but here's what it says. In the tense moments of Juniata Valley's 9-3 victory over Bishop Gavoyle in the District 6, Class 1A semifinals at Man- Mansion Park in November, Green Hornets' assistant coach, Jim Bob Johnson, brought some needed levity to the sidelines. Toward the middle of the fourth quarter, there was a moment when we were all trying to figure out what the call was, and he just came in and interrupted and said, What a beautiful day to be out playing football. Harry he just comes in and says that coach said he was always the one with a light-hearted air about him now think about who do you know that has a light-hearted air about them years ago when his grandfather died his grandmother had called us up and it was on christmas morning and i'll never forget this she said jenny have you heard the good news She said Ralph went home to be with the Lord. I had never heard anybody call me like that. At the funeral, she wore a red dress, which signified the blood of Jesus. And it just, at that moment, I felt like I want to be like Shelby. I want to be like that. That when my husband or any of my family go home or loved ones go home, I want to say, did you hear the good news? (laughs) You know, because it is good news for them. It is good news for them. For us, yes, we do have a loss, and we do feel that loss. But I never heard anyone say it was so much joy in their heart. You see, life is so short, and many times we feel like we have been here forever, like we're going to be here forever. However, there's an appointed time, just like Fred said earlier, there's a appointed time to die for all of us. And this is the question, are you speaking words of encouragement to each other or words of judgment and criticism? Are you complimenting other people that brighten their day or are you speaking doom and gloom to them? You see, I grew up in a time when people would tell us not to compliment too much because that person was going to get a swelled head. You know, in other words, they're going to really be full of pride. I believe this is so far from the truth. We need to encourage each other daily. And when we come into God's presence, does he encourage us or does he discourage us? He always encourages us. He is the lifter of our heads and he loves us so much and I remember when I went ahead of his timing and I got caught up in all the excitement and made a move towards someone (coughs) it was not the right time and I realized it afterwards I knew what the time was but I didn't listen because I got caught up in the emotion and we can get caught up in emotion We can get all excited and and just go and ready to move forward. And that's what I did. And I went before the Lord and I repented and I said, God, I am so sorry. I felt so bad. And you know what I heard him say? You have a heart for me. He didn't criticize me. He didn't judge me. He didn't put me in shame and guilt. He didn't do any of that. And I believe there's another lie In sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Words do hurt. What happens when we speak harsh, nasty words? This is off. Harsh words, can everybody hear me? They wound the heart and mind of a person. And Holy Spirit always speaks words of encouragement and comfort and healing into our heart and mind. James 3, 5 to 10, message says, A bit in the mouth of a horse controls the whole horse. A small rudder on a huge ship in the hands of a skilled captain sets a course in the face of the strongest winds. And a word out of your mouth may seem of no account, but it can accomplish nearly anything or destroy it. Think about that. Think about the words that have been spoken over you or about you those words that were kind and loving and lifting up, you'll remember them. I remember my first grade teacher who told me some very encouraging things about myself when I felt discouraged that I wasn't doing good in that particular part in that classroom. But she lifted me up. And that's what we have to do with each other. one of us, yes we have our times we get all worked up and we can blow off, right? We can blow off steam, every one of us but we have to start asking the Lord to help us, to control our tongue it only takes a spark to set off a forest fire you see like the rider controls the horse with the bit And the captain sets the course with the small rudder on a huge ship in the strongest winds. We are the captain of our mouth. In the midst of storms in our life, we are the captain. We control this. So, are you convinced that there's power in your words? There is power. There is power. I bet every one of you can sit here and remember something that was said to you that really encouraged you, and you are still thinking about that. And when you start to get down, you think about that. You see, that's what God does. He, His word encourages us. That's why we need to spend time with him every day. Now, the Amplified in verse 6 says, and the tongue is not like a fire. The tongue is a world of wickedness set among our members, contaminating and depraving the whole body and setting on fire the will of birth, being itself ignited by hell." Ignited by hell. You see, when garbage comes out of our mouth, it only pollutes us and those around us. You know, sometimes I get on Facebook, (laughs) I see some pretty horrendous things on Facebook that people are expressing their emotions. Now I pick up that they're definitely wounded because that's why they're expressing what they are. And evidently they don't have somebody that they can go to personally and talk about and talk to and say, you know, this is is what I'm dealing with. So they put it out on Facebook and it looks terrible. It's like, okay, can you say something better? Do you have a better vocabulary? (laughs) Have you learned anything else? Scripture says this is scary. You can tame a tiger, and this is in the message, but you can't tame a tongue. It's never been done. The tongue runs wild, a wanton killer. With our tongues, we bless God our Father. We were really blessing God. But how many are going to go out and curse somebody after the service? With the same tongue, we curse the very men and women he made in his image. You see, if we start looking at each other in a whole different way, we are God's creation. We are made in his image. He loves us, and he wants us to spread that love because he's in us. He's not just a God of love. He is love, and he is within us. So he wants us to spread that love out to others. And I believe, you know, we've been saying the Holy Spirit's getting stronger. The praise is getting more um, anointed. There's just so much going on. It's a tsunami of love that's going to envelop. A great wave of love is coming to the church. A great wave of love. No more of this judging and and criticizing and putting people down. I mean, we hear enough of that on TV, don't we? In the politics. You turn the TV on and all they do is bicker back and forth constantly. That's all we're hearing. I can't stand to watch it all the time. I can watch a little bit of it and then I go away from it. I cannot take that constantly. (coughs) Ephesians 4.29 says... Let no foul or polluting language, nor evil word, nor unwholesome or worthless talk ever come out of your mouth, but only such speech as is good and beneficial to the spiritual progress of others. The spiritual progress of others. Charlotte, you have a good heart. You need to see that. You have a good heart. Sometimes we feel alone and we feel like, has God forgotten us? You know, we're going through all these trials and all these, tr- all these hard times. But when somebody comes along and says, you know what, you, Nancy, you really encouraged me. How does that feel? And she does. I'm not just saying that. And I'm not saying here, standing here and saying, oh, we'll just try to make something up. Tell them the truth. How many of you think about compliments and you don't compliment the person? But you think, wow, I really like her hair. (laughs) Or I really like that dress. Or I like uh, the shirt that what she has on. You know? (laughs) How, How many think it, but then don't say it? We only have this time, this is it. And I'll tell you what, God has laid it on my heart so strong seeing and going to that viewing of our friend, son, 27 years old, 27, and he never understood why he didn't have a wife. Well, God didn't plan a wife for him. And my heart is how many were at that funeral and viewing that were not saved that he made a difference in their life and someday they will accept Jesus into their heart. See, I hear younger ones say, oh, I'll do that someday. <laughs> someday I'll follow God. Someday. But you know what? I'm going to do my own thing. Well, we need to follow God now. <laughs> we need to make him the Lord of our life and that means making him the Lord of our mouth too. Because that is where we bring in encouragement. When we speak words that edify and encourage others, we give God's blessing and favor and grace to those that hear it. And when we speak bitter, angry, and hurtful, reckless words to others, we feed them Satan's garbage and allow Satan's sword to pierce the heart and spirit of others. Proverbs twelve eighteen says, Reckless words pierce like a sword, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. Reckless words pierce like a sword. Have you had wor- reckless words, insensitive, nasty, harsh words spoken over you that pierced your heart, and you're still having a hard time getting over that? God wants to heal that there are scriptures that I want to go through here Proverbs 25 28 is talking about controlling your emotions if you live without restraint and are unable to control your temper you're as helpless as a city with broken-down defenses you're open to attack it's pretty strong Now, remember, you have self-control that is the fruit of the Spirit. You have that. It's inside of you. But it's got to be developed. How's it going to get developed if you don't go through the situation? Many times God grows us up in those hard times. We don't experience him as great. Oh, yeah, we love to be on those mountaintops. And we're all excited when everything's going really good. But when you get down in those low valleys is where you experience God like you've never experienced him before. When we get down, we realize that he's never left us. He's right there with us. And I can always feel like he's just coming right to me. he wants to do with each one of us some of you have some situations that you're looking at as hopeless there is always hope and I'm here to say don't give up hope don't let the enemy continually keep pounding on your mind convincing you that nothing is ever going to change because that is a lie from the pit of hell And then Proverbs twenty one twenty three talks about controlling your mouth. Watch your words and be careful what you say, and you'll be surprised how few troubles you'll have. That's taken from the Passion Translation. I love that. I'm going to repeat that. Watch your words and be careful what you say, and you'll be surprised how few troubles you'll have. Isn't that amazing? how few troubles you will have. When someone attacks us with words and we want to react immediately, we need to realize if we don't react, the Lord showed me this many years ago, if we don't react we just let it go, the last words they're gonna hear is their own words, right? She didn't say anything. They're gonna hear their own word. And that gives an opening for the Holy Spirit to convict their heart. And Ephesians 4.29 says, confine your mouth to good uses. Do not let unwholesome words ever come out of your mouth, but only such speech as is good for building up others. See, we need to build each other up. How do you want your legacy to look like? Like Jim Bob, 4,000 people at his viewing, Now, he's young, and he's touched a lot of young people. And we're not expecting, I'm not saying we're going to all have 4,000 at our viewing or funeral. But what do you want people to say about you? What do you want them to remember you by? That you were an encourager? That you helped to lift people up? That you prayed with them, you encouraged them? You served them. Now I'm sure Fred's going to be remembered in the wintertime especially because he's out there plowing or um, snow blowing all these driveways for our neighbors. Now, there's so many things that to think about. Words hurt or they heal and we have to start listening To the Holy Spirit. What does He want me to say to Gwen here this morning? Nice hair. There you go. Let ugly or hateful words Come from your mouth but instead Let your words become beautiful Gifts have you ever thought about You know some of us we just love to Give gifts you know My husband's a a big gift giver With me He, he he knows I like fudge he'll bring me fudge he knows I like chocolate chip cookies he'll bring me a Chocolate chip cookie you know wherever he's been He loves to do that But do you know that words Are precious gifts too love that they are precious gifts that we give to each other by speaking words of grace to help them so others people other people's words of encouragement are his precious gifts to you so when nancy or tom when they go out and they encourage other people they're giving them gifts that are precious From our Father. Isn't that great? There's power in our words that carry into our heart and our mind. (coughs) And so we can either give precious gifts of encouragement to other people, or we can give them Satan's words of discouragement. Think about that. We can help them. We can help to give them the ability to move into their destination. You can do it. God has a plan for you. I know you can do it. He's there with you. He's going to help you. I know it's hard. I know it's challenging. But God's going to get you through. You can be a coach. You can be a coach for other people. And encourage them to move forward you know sometimes we're sitting on a stump in a slump and we're feeling like oh man I can't go I can't do anything and then somebody comes along and says yeah you can do it honey come on you can do it it's the Holy Spirit working through that person to move you forward into your destiny So, after all of this, what is the answer? Psalms 1914 says, so may the words of my mouth, the meditation and thoughts and every movement of my heart be always pure and pleasing, acceptable before your eyes, my only Redeemer, my protector God. And the Amplified says, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable and pleasing in your sight. Oh, Lord, my firm, immovable rock and my Redeemer. He is your firm, immovable rock and your Redeemer. Jesus is our example. And when the Pharisees came to him, he had an assignment from the Father. He was ready to go to Samaria. But what happened was, the enemy came in through the Pharisees and says, You know what? Hey, all that stuff is going on over there. They're, they're baptizing. Jesus' disciples are baptizing more than John the Baptist. Did you pay <laughs> attention to that? He didn't pay attention to it. He didn't get back in, well, hey, I can prove that that's not right. (laughs) Because, see, that's what we want to do, right? We want to try to prove it. I've done that. Fred knows I do that. (laughs) You know, I'll be the first to admit it. Because we want to show him, no, 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 that's not right. This is how it is. (coughs) Jesus didn't pay attention to that. He turned his back because he had an assignment from the Father. And he knew that he was to go to Samaria. We all have assignments. We have a destination. This time, this hour, this time in our time on earth, what are we going to do with it? Jesus shows us the heart of his father. He was more interested in ministering to a Samaritan woman that would lead to more Samaritans accepting Jesus into their life. (laughs) See, you don't know what's going to happen. Somebody comes up to you in a grocery store or you're out shopping, and they start telling you all their problems. You know, I pray for them. I don't stand there and make a big deal out of it. I talk like I'm just talking to them. But you don't know what God is going to do in all that. Or if you just smile somebody. Maybe they didn't have anybody to smile at them for a long time. We want to be encouragers. We want to lift up people. We want to say things that are going to be encouragement. Compliment them. I'm going to read this. I found this in The Woman's World. And it says, the easiest way to make someone smile is with a kind word. Indeed, research published in the journal reveals that complements activate the striatum, I guess that's right, <laughs> the brain region associated with the release of dopamine, a brain chemical linked to pleasure. Can you imagine that? Mm-hmm. Now how do you feel when you get complimented? That's what happens in your brain keys to a sincere compliment. It's specific and personal. So you want to keep it specific and you want to keep it personal. You always see, like you can say to somebody, you know what, you always see the good in people. I love that about you. There's so many things that we can say to each other. And I can tell you this, there's going to be people that are going to be coming here and they're going to be wounded and they're going to be hurting. And we need to encourage them, (coughs) go to them, help them. Now, here's a drawing. We can either speak life or we can speak death. And by the way, this is the tongue. (laughs) Because here's the angel, so you're speaking life, and the angel's on your tongue. <laughs> and then here you're speaking death, and you're speaking what the the, the little demon is on your tongue. And this is Proverbs 18:21. You know, we can either speak life or we can speak death. But I want you to take notice to this. When I drew this, I was like, okay, why did I make him so fat here? Space. When you get angry. You start swelling up, <laughs> and you get all worked up. And here, this is all hair. <gasps> oh, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so think about what you look like to other people when you're really angry <laughs> and when you're spewing, spewing out all these terrible words to the other person. Think about that. So, what legacy do you want to leave here on earth? That's the question. I want to end this with a declaration. And I've been telling you, we're going to declare God's word at each service. So, if you can declare it with me, in the name of Jesus, Jesus. I declare. that I do not let let unwholesome, unwholesome, foul, foul, profane, profane, worthless, worthless, vulgar vulgar, words ever come out of my mouth, mouth. but only only words that bring life for building up others, according to the need and the occasion So that it will be a blessing blessing. to those who hear you speak life, hear me speak life, through me. Therefore, the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart are acceptable and pleasing in your sight. You are my firm. Immovable rock, Immovable rock, Redeemer, Redeemer. And, protector. and Protector. In Jesus' name, In Jesus name. Amen. 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 Anyone have any thoughts, or maybe God's laid something on your heart, Charlotte? Um, I have a great-grand, well, a granddaughter and a great-granddaughter who are both autistic. My my granddaughter called me about the great grand, who is gone one five, and let me know that she is singing the ABC song and she is counting. She becoming verbal, and that is a blessing. Maybe someday she'll actually be able to hold a conversation. Aww. But that encouraged me on a day when nothing had gone right. So I talked to her, and she told me that, and I'm like. Aww. So I was very pleased to. Her words were encouraging. That's good. Oh, Mama. That's good. Anyone else? Nancy. My sister in law and I were in Carlisle. We get together for our girls overnight uh, every year and just get together and we yak till our jaws cramp. (laughs) And um, we went out for a walk.